Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Prepare for Impact podcast. I'm your host, Connor Bland, and this week we are going to follow up on our two-part series on the Great Commission. Uh, Last week we ended by talking about what uh, God had for you in your hand, like for you specifically in the Great Commission, going forth to all nations. And then we're also going to talk about Acts 1-8 and why we think that that's a part of the Great Commission. So we hope that you guys stay tuned and join us. At the end of our part one of the Great Commission, we talked about how God has uh, something unique for each of us in what we read, what we hear in the Great Commission. And so... Lydia, just refresh our memory on on the verse, uh, the verses in Matthew twenty eight that are called the Great Commission. Yeah, Matthew twenty eight nineteen through twenty is therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All right, so. This week, we're going to kind of dive into the all nations portion of that and and what that looks like practically, as well as what kind of the intent of of that portion of the Great Commission um, and and why we believe that. So, Jeff, do you by chance have a starting point for us when it comes to the, the all nations portion of the Great Commission? Well, I think one of the interesting things is uh, all nations at that point wouldn't include all nations today. So okay. I think we we would look at that as uh, Jesus saying all nations would be inclusive of all nations that exist today. The United States didn't even, even exist when, uh, at least not in the way that we know it today, um, back when Jesus was talking. So, so truly the gospel has spread to nations far beyond uh, the world at that time. And uh, his intent was just that. So I think when we think about all nations, we can... We can conclude that hey, this is this is for everybody, and and every people group, nations doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, geographic boundaries for countries. Mm-hmm. I think uh, current thought would be more related to people groups, cultures, those kind of things, and sometimes those cross boundaries. So you know, we could say not just all nations, but all people, and some mm-hmm. some translations do use that term instead of nations, all peoples or all, you know, all people groups. Um, so, so I think that's kind of a, a general thing, but I think we can look also at Acts 1-8 and uh, Jesus again speaking kind of defines this a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. kind of gives us some, uh, a, a better look at what that might mean. Yeah. So did you want to read that? Yeah. Yeah. So Acts 1-8. Um, And this is Jesus talking to them. Um, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Right. So I think that helps us understand things in a little bit different light. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Jerusalem to them was their their home represented their hometown their not all, even though they weren't all from Jerusalem but mm-hmm. um but it could be you know your city Judea would be their state or their their country mm-hmm. uh their people group basically mm-hmm. um Samaria were was would you could look at it as people from you know a neighboring country neighboring state those kind of things or you could look at it as people that are not like you, 
Mm. You know, the Jews did not like the Samaritans. Uh, in fact, they hated them. And I'm not sure the Samaritans felt exactly the same way against, you know, to, toward the Jews. But there wasn't any love lost between those two cultures. Mm-hmm. And yet Jesus includes them. So we might include people even within our own culture that we don't see eye to eye with or mm-hmm. we have significant differences with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the ends of the earth is is pretty clear. That's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I think Jesus, you know, not only says all nations in the Great Commission, but then he kind of gives us some more definition of what that looks like and and how that can play out for each of us. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that the reference to that is, is that all of us should do all of those things between the people close to us, maybe a different culture or people you don't like, and the ends of the earth? Is that something that every... Christian is called to do each one of those contexts, or is it unique to everybody's situation? Uh, well, I think um, it kind of goes back to the what's in your hand. Um, we have the people in our lives that we have to influence. We have the people in our uh, vicinity to witness to, and then there's people that are out of our comfort zone to witness to. Mm-hmm. But I think God gives us specific callings and giftings towards whatever we go towards. So it's not fair to look at somebody else's hand and say, well, Jeff over here has a lot of cross-cultural experience. He's been to a lot of other countries. I want what's in his hand, but what God calls me to do is in my hand. Mm -hmm. And so I think it is specific to each of us. I don't think God has called us all to the same thing. He's like, we talk about the body of Christ. We all have different, we're all different body parts for the same body. If everyone was a hand, it wouldn't be very helpful. Mm-hmm. If we had no brains or no hearts or no shoulders or no elbows, like we couldn't function. And right. so everybody has their own unique calling in what it is to our Judeas and our Jerusalems and our Samarias and all those things mm-hmm. in our own lives. So one thing that I am curious about, um, and maybe you guys can help fill me in on this, that when... I decided to start raising support to be a U.S.-based missionary here at OC. Um, There were some people who I really respected, a lot of people who, and and I still respect, um, that are spiritual mentors in my life. And some of them uh, told me that they didn't feel like this was God's calling for me. And how does that, how how maybe does somebody who, and, and we see it all the time too with like a husband and wife who the husband feels really called or the wife feels really called to the mission field, but the other spouse doesn't. And, and then it, it, are you, are you doing the wrong thing by allowing that to influence your choice? Are you doing the right thing by, I mean, obviously listening to your spouse in that situation, but maybe it's your family, right? Like Kirsten and I have talked about going overseas for a year in a couple of years and how we know already before we even had that conversation that our families may not be the most supportive of that because they want to see their granddaughter and niece and whatever to, to each part of our family. Um, they want to see her grow. They want us to be close. Our entire families are here in Colorado Springs. So what, what maybe does that look like for somebody who is considering missions and maybe feels very called to this verse in, in that it's, to the ends of the earth, but then the people who you really respect and spiritual mentors in your life aren't 
don't see that or yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I really like how Jeff was explaining Judea and Samaria, where Judea is kind of could be summarized as people who are like you, your people and Mm -hmm. Samaria is people who are not like you or other people or people that you don't like. Um, and I think the reality is, especially here in the United States, whether we like it or not, the world is coming to us. The remotest parts of the earth are coming here. Peoples from all over the world are coming here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are people that are like us and there are people that are very not like us or, or like you. If you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I know who my people are. Mm-hmm. And I also know who are not my people. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has called us and empowered us to be his witnesses to both and all those people. And I, I think in Acts 1-8, so Acts 1-8 is part of Jesus' response to his disciples who ask him, uh, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? Because they were concerned with the, you know, the, the promise of the Israel, Israel uh, the kingdom of Israel going back to the time of David, you know, the glory days. and. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Jesus would restore that. But um, Jesus' response is, it is not for you to know the times or uh, epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. So he's he's responding that it's not up to us to determine when something is completed or when uh, we which kingdoms are being established or which authorities are being established, but mm-hmm. that we are witnesses of Jesus and his kingdom, the kingdom of heaven that he has brought to earth and that we are agents of, that we are witnesses of Jesus. Um, so that I think you, we all have a responsibility if we claim to be followers of Christ, if we are saying that we are following him and that we have received the power of the Holy Spirit, that power is a, given to us to be his witnesses wherever we are Mm. so if i think a lot of times there's an either or a black and white type of thing an all or nothing approach of either i'm going to go to the remotest part of the world and be a witness to jesus there or i'm not a witness to jesus right but this is that's just not you're a witness to jesus wherever you are and you're supposed to be there are people maybe across the street from your house right now that are not like you Mm. that may not know jesus how are you being a witness to them? Mm-hmm. And in response to your question of what if people in your life don't agree with the callings that you have or mm-hmm. um, don't see your mission field as a mission field? Yeah, what Josh was saying, there's a lot of people who have really preconceived notions of what a Judea and a Samaria and ends of the earth look like. But it is whatever is in our hand and there's still people there are people that we love that are not going to agree with us mm-hmm. and the things that we think are valuable or the things that we think God has taught us mm-hmm. um to be valuable um and i think sometimes in the callings that God gives us it's a big test and it's a big proof that the things that God call you, calls you to aren't going to be comfortable mm-hmm. when he says go to samaria for Israelites, that's going to be really hard for them to understand. Um, and it's going to be hard for their fellow Israelites to see that as a valid mm. calling. Mm-hmm. But that is exactly what God called us to do. And so in those challenges, in the people who challenge us and the things that we think are 
we're called to. Like, it's between us and God. It's what's in our hand. It's not what they can put in our hand. Mm-hmm. It's what God has given to us. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there is going to always be opposition in any, even in, I haven't been overseas, but the jobs that I've had, I've always had somebody tell me, well, maybe you should get a different kind of job. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you should do a different thing. Or why do you spend so much time at Bible studies? Why don't you do something for yourself? Like right. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that I love and people that I care about, that's them assessing my situation. And we all do that for people that we love too. Of Like, no, I think this isn't what um, you're called to do. But as followers of Christ, we have to just submit that to God and say, you know what? I trust that they love Jesus. I trust that Jesus is talking to them. And I need to let that go. But mm-hmm. sometimes people don't do that. We yeah. also need to trust that God calls us to where he wants us to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as you know, we, you know, but if, if it's a husband and wife situation. Right. We just basically say, well, we're on pause until you guys get onto the same page. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Th- that kind of relationship, you have to be all in and together. Um, because obviously it's not God's intent that husbands and wives split up. You know, right. because of some leading or direction from him. Mm-hmm. So we wait, we pray. Um, I think family members is a little bit different. Sacrifice is part of the whole thing, um, and you know, so it's not it's not fun. It's not really fun for anybody. Mm-hmm. I grew up away from all of my relatives, and and I that's a loss, and I feel that loss. And I was just. Mm-hmm just with some of my family, extended family, uh, this last week. And some of them I hadn't seen for a long time. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm missing a lot of the memories that they had together over those years. So yeah, it's a sacrifice and it's, it's not, not great, but I would say, I think I would look to, um, when Paul was headed to, uh, Jerusalem at one point near the end of his, maybe close to the, his final imprisonment, uh, the, he was in, he was somewhere uh, on the way and, uh, friends of his and, you know, church people, people loved him, um, said, don't go. We, we know what's ahead. In mm-hmm. fact, it was even, you know, prophesied a, a prophet came up and took his belt and bound his hands and mm-hmm. basically said, Hey, if you follow through with this, it's not going to end well. Mm-hmm. But Paul knew what God was leading him to do. And even though all his friends and others said, don't, don't follow through with this. This isn't going to be a good thing. Mm-hmm. He still, of course, he knew that that's what God wanted for him. So he, he obeyed and, uh, you know, and ended up being martyred for, for the gospel in, in the end, but had tremendous ministry between that point and the end. So mm-hmm. I think that, that is just something you can't predict. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to follow in the best way you can. Mm-hmm. But if if it's if it's people within your family, like wife, even children, um, you know, I think I think there's there's some time to wait and allow God to to bring hearts around. Mm-hmm. And I think this can work for extended family too. But um, you know, when we first were going to go to the uh, to Guatemala, uh, our oldest daughter who was 12 just felt like that's, that's not me. You guys go have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll stay here with my friends, but we just thought, you know, that's God's big enough to yeah. change our hearts. And so we started to pray that 
and asked her to pray as well. And uh, within two or three months, she was fully on board and, and actually became the the real, when we were discouraged, Dion and I were discouraged, she was the cheerleader going, oh, no, we're going, yeah. you know. So mm-hmm. so God can turn those things around. But that's just kind of, you know, where I think where we normally land, at least as an agency. And I, I think we, we have a pretty good take on that. Mm-hmm. I think as well, going back to the, the black and white, it's sometimes sometimes you are being called to go. And sometimes you're being called to serve a specific people. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference there. There's a difference of going to another location or serving a certain type of people. Mm-hmm. Because a certain type of people could be right where you are. Or you could be serving a location by sending others there or be partnered with praying for people there. There's so many ways to partner with the witness of Christ for his kingdom than having to move yourself necessarily. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if you feel led to actually move, then I think then that's a, uh, a process you should pursue. But that's a very that's a very specific part of whether of how God is working in your heart to be part of the process of bringing about his kingdom. And I think that especially if it's a situation of I need to wait and pray and tr- we're trying to align our hearts here while we're waiting to see when we would go. That doesn't mean you can't start working to uh, reach out to people right here, right now, where you are. One of one, one of my favorite examples from within from uh, some people that we work with. Uh, one of one of our workers felt very led to go to the Middle East to work with a specific people group there. Um, but as she was going through that process, uh, a lot of doors were closing. She wasn't going to mm. be able to go. Um, but she felt so led to work with this people group. And then she realized that there were a bunch of refugees from this people group right here in the city that she's living in. Mm. And so she's, she's today, she's, that's her full-time ministry. She works with that people group that God placed on her heart. Mm. And she's, she, that's what she does. But she didn't end up moving to the other side of the world to do that because they're right here in mm-hmm. her town. Mm-hmm. So. Right. I wanted to also comment too on, uh, Connor asked if, you know, if everybody, if each person is responsible for everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously we would say probably, well, not in the same, you know, it's not like physically you're going to go to some other country, but still have ministry here or whatever. But I feel like you can have influence in all of those areas mm-hmm. through your life. And I think yeah. maybe that's somewhat, something of what Josh was saying too. But obviously you, if you're living in a city no matter what city that is, you can have influence in the people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's the barista you get your coffee from in the morning or, um, you know, while you're listening to the sip. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 those people that are around you that you run into every day, you mm-hmm. can have impact on them. Yeah. You can have, I mean, with today's, the world is so small today. You can have prayer ministry for people in, in other places around the world. I mean, you just have to open your computer or look on your phone or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there are things happening around the world that you could be praying about. Mm-hmm. You could support financially or in prayer or in encouragement, or there's so many ways to support cross-cultural workers or, or even locals who are in a, in a difficult situation mm-hmm. uh, just by either giving or 
or like I said, praying or calling or texting or there are so many ways to be involved that I think really we could be involved in all of those areas in our lives. We -hmm. don't have to limit ourselves to only just our community. We might have the greatest impact on our community because we're there physically, but that doesn't mean we say, well, we're only this, we're only going to do this. And Mm -hmm. we actually, we've talked to churches who have said, oh, you know, I think really God wants us to just focus on our community. And I think, okay, well, you're responsible to be obedient to what God leads you to. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I'm thinking, are you sure that you can't, you know, how much time does it take to spend some time in prayer for the globe or to spend a little time each day with Operation World or whatever tool you want to use Mm -hmm. and be praying for people from other countries? Um, You know, so I, I feel like it really is possible to be involved in all of Acts 1-8. Mm-hmm. I think, too, the ministry that you have in the Samaria's or the Judeas or the Jerusalems in your life affect each sphere. So if you are witnessing to the Samaria in your life, the Judea and the Jerusalem in your life are also going to take notice of what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And that is your witnessing. The, act, the fruit of your works in all these different circles is going to witness to each other. Yeah. So it is, you are feeding into all of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you live your life, the, the priorities you set, the way that God calls you and the way that you obey that is evident in every part of your life. And mm-hmm. it always is a witness to who God is, no matter what sphere, I don't know, you're yeah. focused on at that point. That's all really great. And I think what we always have to remember is we have, we are being empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses for Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is about his kingdom. And no matter how big or small you feel like your contribution is, it's not, it's not about your ability to do something vast or amazing. It's simply daily obedience and listening to the spirit and um, being willing to submit to Christ's authority. Mm-hmm. And to build his kingdom. Mm-hmm. We're not building our own individual kingdoms. We're building his kingdom. And so being part of that is is really not um, your strength. It's the strength of the spirit inside you that, that is empowering you that will bring that about. Yeah, that's really great. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. But we would love to continue the conversation with you guys. Um, personally, if you have any questions about anything we talked about, um, maybe you don't know what the um, Jerusalem, um, Samaria, like border looks like for you or the ends of the earth looks like for you. Uh, maybe we, well, of course we would encourage you to pray about what God is, is leading you to during listening to this podcast. If you feel a pull to do something internationally, if you feel a pull to do something locally, we would love to hear about that. Just talk to you. We also just really want to encourage you guys to, um, just read through these verses as you guys are um, processing through what you've heard during this part two and part one of the Great Commission kind of breakdown that we've done uh, and and see what it is that God speaks to you. And that first one we were talking about, what God is telling you specifically, like holding in your hands and then and and then act on that. I mean, it's it's part of kind of the the respect for for furthering God's kingdom, I think, is all about listening to what God is saying and, and acting on that. 
maybe it's not right away. We're not saying you have to leave this week. We're not saying you have to leave, you know, right away. But if you're married, talk to your spouse about it. Tell them about what it is that, that God is leading you to, what you feel like it is that, uh, that God is speaking to you in these verses. And we would really love to hear about any of that, um, any of those conversations that might be going on for you guys. So this is our, our final episode of Season 2 of Prepare for Impact. We will be taking a break until September 6th, which is uh, going to be our Season 3, Episode 1 on Prepare for Impact. We have some really exciting stuff coming in August that we'll be preparing for you guys to release around that time. So please keep in, uh, a close eye on our social media pages as we kind of talk about what we're going to be moving forward on on that. Um, and there is one final SIP episode that will be coming up this following Monday. And then that will be on a break too until the Monday after the 6th, which I can't remember the date of. What's that? 7th, 9th of September. So we hope that you guys all have a great rest of your day. And uh, as always, you can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email us as well at mobilization at OCI.org. And we hope that you guys have a great weekend. We love you. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.